Wolves are restoring streams in Yellowstone. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Tuesday's election results were a mixed bag for the environment. In Washington state, a proposed tax on carbon was rejected by more than 56% of the voters. It was the second time a carbon fee had been considered there, and the race attracted much money from the oil and gas industry in opposition. Large oil and gas funding also helped opponents defeat a proposed law in Colorado that would have required new drilling to be set back 2,500 feet from schools, homes, and water sources. In two states, voters considered proposals to require electrical utilities to obtain 50 percent of their power from renewable sources like wind and solar. In Arizona, the initiative failed, but it won in Nevada, where it still must be passed again by voters in 2020 to become effective. In Florida, residents said yes to banning offshore oil and gas drilling in state waters. The tourism industry, as well as environmentalists, supported the proposal. Two states rejected proposals aimed at protecting clean water. Montana voters decided against stricter standards on the mining industry, and Alaskans rejected a measure to guard salmon. Ten gubernatorial candidates who campaigned on moving away from fossil fuels won election. The new governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, has committed to 100 percent renewables, as have governors-elect Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan and J.B. Pritzker of Illinois. Because Democrats won control of the House of Representatives, Eddie Bernice Johnson will be the new chair of the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. On her priority list is fighting global warming, which is in line with Nancy Pelosi's intention to create a select panel on climate change if she becomes speaker. The effects of climate change are playing out in real time in California as late last week, devastating wildfires exploded from north to south. As of this report, 25 people perished in separate fires. Hundreds of thousands have been evacuated as dryness made worse by global warming is leading to repeated record-breaking fires. According to a study from the University of California, there are two distinct fire seasons in the southern part of the state, summer and fall. Summer fires are driven by extreme heat, which will be worsened with global warming. In the fall, Santa Ana winds blow dry desert air south and west. These low-moisture winds dry out vegetation and, as climate change continues, will contain even less humidity and could ignite more wildfires. Wolves are helping to restore streams. According to a study over 13 years from Oregon State University, the return of the animals in Yellowstone National Park has improved stream structure and function. In the 1990s, elk were eating the stream bank willows and keeping them short, causing erosion and damaged waterways. The researchers found that after the return of wolves and cougars, the elk did not eat so much of the willows. In a release from the university, the researchers said that by 2017, there was a significant increase in the willow canopy over streams, which also helped to stabilize banks, resulting in a recovering riparian ecosystem. The improvements are also leading to the return of beavers in part of the study areas. The critters enhance vegetation by connecting floodplains and streams through their dams. Speaking of dams, the authors of a new study are warning that many large-scale hydropower projects in Europe and the U.S. have been disastrous for 
the environment. Published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the researchers say that dams built since the 1930s have damaged river ecology, displaced millions of people, and have contributed to climate change by releasing greenhouse gases from decomposing lands and forests. The multidiscipline study addressed plans for hydropower in less developed areas of the world, warning that proponents are being blindsided by the prospect of cheap electricity without considering the full environmental and social costs. The BBC reports that about 3,700 new dams are in the works for rivers in Africa and Asia. In the U.S. and Europe, dozens of dams are being removed. Hydropower supplies only about 6% of the electricity in the U.S., where dam building reached a peak in the 1960s. When one thinks of where drought can occur, the Caribbean may not come to mind, but millions of people in that region are facing increased food insecurity and decreasing fresh water as climate change dries the area. A Cornell University study published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters shows that since 1950, there's been a drying trend and some multi-year droughts such as the severe one from 2013 to 2016. During that time in Haiti, over half of the crops were lost, which resulted in a million people being food insecure, meaning they lack access to safe and nutritious foods to meet their dietary needs. Lead author Demetrius Herrera said in the Cornell Chronicle that human-caused warming accounted for an increase in the severity of droughts and the situation will worsen over time. Freshwater supplies may also dwindle as rising seas increase saltwater intrusion. The study comes as recent hurricanes devastated Caribbean islands. And finally, we've heard how important sleep is to well-being. It can help reduce stress and inflammation, improve memory, and maintain a healthy weight. But there's another reason to get more sleep. It could help prevent dehydration. A new study from Penn State reports that adults who get only six hours of sleep per night are more likely to be dehydrated than those who get eight hours. The reason has to do with a hormone called vasopressin, which instructs the body to store water during sleep since people don't drink while getting shut-eye. According to lead author Asher Rosinger, vasopressin is released later in the sleep cycle. So if you're sleeping less, you're not getting that last dose and waking up dehydrated and feeling not rested. Luckily, there's an easy fix. Drink plenty of fluids throughout the day and limit caffeine, tea, and alcohol. That's it for This Week in Water. Sweet dreams, and we'll see you next time. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.